Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, and welcome back to the Forgiveness series. I am very excited to talk about healing from heartbreak. And this obviously can be a breakup. It can be let down disappointment. This can be with family, friends, career, uh, colleagues, yourself. But we're going to talk about, this is actually, yes, yourself, but this is a little bit more relational. And then we can talk about the self. I'm actually going to write a little extra note about self for this one. We're going to dive right in because this has sort of two parts to it. One is your experience in heartbreak, right? The pain, anguish, ache, allowing yourself to feel heartbreak. Sometimes, most times, heartbreak is experienced as such a painful situation and sensation that we will often default to numbing out, avoiding, compartmentalizing, hiding out, distracting, which can really slow down the healing and forgiveness process because we won't even address it. We won't especially address or feel the pain. Now, I have a lot of episodes such as feelings are meant to be felt and the top five basic human needs and things like that. That would be really valuable for talking about heartbreak. And I have a lot of episodes about breakups. So you can definitely scroll through the podcast and titles and listen to those. On heartsunleashed.com, we have a search by title page and it's really helpful to find content that is appropriate for what you're going through. That being said, beyond breakup, we were talking about the pain and allowing yourself to feel that and the way that we avoid that. And I want to make a statement, pride prevents progress. Pride prevents healing. And Usually when we have such a when we experience such a serious letdown, we have too much pride about that loss, that perceived failure, that breakup, whatever narrative that goes with it, that we won't dive into it because of the pride. And that we don't want to show I know for myself in my divorce, I insisted, I will not let this define me. And therefore I shut my feelings off for three, four, three or four months before I really admitted I'm not doing all right. I don't feel good. This hurts. I'm hurting. And so there's one major step, which is admit that you're not doing all right, that you're feeling heartbroken. The feelings of heartbreak could be those physical pains. I wouldn't call it inexplicable sadness because you can probably very much explain where it's coming from, but it's the sadness, lethargy, lack of motivation. Sometimes people feel depression, intrusive thoughts, or again, the hyperactivity side of it. That's a big piece where we go into overdrive to not uh, acknowledge what's going on within us. And so one of my instructions or invitations is to let yourself fall apart let yourself be heartbroken. Let the pain, sadness, anger, confusion be there. And the judgments, we're going to go into some judgments too, but first off, just acknowledging that you're a human, that 
something traumatic happened to. A lot of us confuse trauma as something like physical or sexual abuse specifically is where my mind goes when I'm thinking about anybody who might not consider themselves a victim of trauma or um, a subject of trauma. Now, honestly, things can be traumatic like seeing a car crash or so things don't have to directly happen to you, right? We are experiencing trauma on nearly a daily basis in today's society with all of these different tragedies in the world. I'm not going to go into listing all of them, but I'm sure a flashing across your mind is any of them that you've witnessed lately. We are on trauma overload. Quite frankly, we are exposed to so much tragedy these days that if you don't realize that there's heartbreak occurring on a daily basis that you're exposed to, you might want to start paying more attention to your body, your body's responses, what you're tuning into, how often you're tuning into it, how much energy you're giving it. These are all things to be paying attention to. So healing from heartbreak as a concept, um, I want to talk about it, you relationally, but also you societally and what heartbreak you've experienced through observation and exposure. But let's go into um, like relational. Maybe this is a breakup again. It could be colleague, family, friends, significant other. Um, I wanted to make the point that sometimes, most times, I guess this could go societally too. Most times you will never or not get the apology or the resolution that you need or want. This is a really big part of the forgiveness aspect because the work to do is your work to do. It is. It does not exist outside of you to get an apology from somebody, to see somebody pay a price for there to be redemption or restitution or retribution that is going to make you feel healed about it. I work with clients who've had very traumatic experiences with their parents. And, you know, there's two or three things to consider here. One, that person who you feel owes you an apology or again, redemption or retribution, they might be dead. They might not even be physically able to give you what you are hoping for. And Are you really going to let your life hang in the balance of that, of not ever finding resolve because it can't come from a specific source? The other thing is that person may be alive and still unable to give you what you need specifically because they don't have the capacity to do so. I wrote dumb and rude. (laughs) Maybe they're still dumb and rude. That's definitely a judgment. So let's be very clear there, right? They don't have the capacity for the compassion to understand that what they did caused impacted you negatively, caused you trauma or cost you something in life. Perhaps they stole from you or betrayed you or again, disappointed or let down, right? So just because that person is living doesn't mean that even if you perfectly explained to them what they did, how it hurt you, why they should apologize, even if they were sorry Perhaps that even them saying exactly what you want to hear might still not resolve that within you. And oftentimes we live in this fantasy that if they would just be sorry or pay me back or make up for it or fix it, that then I could feel okay. Well, what happened is that moment, that fracture between you and whoever, whatever, 
impacted you in a way that then developed you. It developed a memory, an imprint, then an identity. Because when we, when something affects us so much as to what I'm speaking of, you then create a protective mechanism to defend yourself against that level of hurt and harm. And so they can't take that back. They can't heal that for you. They can't resolve that for you. They can't process that for you. And I'm not taking away that having a really powerful conversation with somebody, especially last week's episode was about how to apologize. And so not to say that that wouldn't provide some resolution. I'm all for a really powerful completion conversation with people. And I'm just offering to you that your peace isn't reliant upon that type of conversation. It's your inner work to do. So I want to offer you some inner work. Um, You might not like it. I'm just going to throw that out there. And this is a very fine line. So I'm going to point out both sides. One is this is your work to do. And it's kind of edgy because depending on the type of trauma you've experienced or what you're forgiving someone for, I want to be very clear, excuse me if I'm being redundant from the forgiveness series, but it's worth saying again, forgiveness doesn't equal tolerance. You can forgive somebody without welcoming them back into your life you can maintain new boundaries. And again, forgiving doesn't mean that then an abuser can start abusing again. Or a good one is like, let's say you were in a sort of a traumatic job experience that caused you to really, your your emotional health, your mental health really declined. It really affected you. It was a toxic work environment or whatever that might be. That just because you find forgiveness doesn't mean you would co-work at that job again, right? You'd, you'd move on and, and you take the lessons from it and you find healthier circumstances for yourself. And so the thing, the inner work that I want to offer you to take on is to put yourself over there, all right? Could you inquire, genuinely inquire who could do such a thing? We've asked ourselves that, right? When we, when we deal with people who are just simply seem terrible, who could do such a thing? Or who would act like that? Who would say that? Who could behave that way? What kind of person? But have you ever shifted that sort of complaint into a genuine curiosity? Who could do such a thing? What would have to happen to a person that would have them turn out in such a way that they would take such actions upon another person, that they would speak to someone else another way, that they would treat someone the way that they treated you, or again, betray or rip you off or for whatever, whatever it is. Who really could do such a thing and what would have to happen to them? What in their life, who hurt them? And could you just inquire that again, this does not mean excuse the behavior. This means inquire within how someone could possibly behave that way. And then how you ended up in a circumstance where you were the target of that behavior. This is not to assign fault or blame. This is an opportunity to offer you responsibility and your power back. So one, 
genuinely inquiring, like, what happened to that person? Like, I can explain, I can see a lot of reasons why people who've hurt me in my life behave the way they do. I can look right into their childhood or who their parents were or how their siblings treated them or what they dealt with in school. And I can see hurt people hurt people because that's the equation here at play, right? And what happened to their parents that had them treat their children that way. And you can see the line all the way back. This isn't to excuse. This is to find a foundation that you can stand on and to really explore the possibility of how someone really could turn out that way and then treat others that way. But this isn't, again, to then judge and cast and forsake and forbid. It's an opportunity for you to also air your judgments and say, you're a effing idiot or you're rude as fuck or I can't fucking stand you and you can go to hell. And right, like that needs to come up and out because you're now exploring these options. Is like, you're a straight up asshole, right? Is thinking of this person as you've experienced experienced them. So the heartache, heartbreak needing to be acknowledged, you caused me pain. You lied to me. You said forever. You told me you would this, right? Like airing that out of you and realizing that that person for whatever reason, didn't have the capacity to meet your expectations of them, even if they're the ones who set up those expectations for themselves that then you wanted to trust and believe because that's another tricky one about heartbreak is like, I trusted you, I believed you, right? Like is, and and it's not bad, but we get to take our power back when when we trust somebody and we believe in somebody, we are being vulnerable. And that's, you know, the reason I want to point that out is so that you don't give up on love. You don't give up on trust. You don't give up on faith. Those didn't betray you. Someone betrayed you. And so you still get to practice these gifts, these skills, and stretch yourself because there are other people who have also done the work or are trustworthy and faithful and kind and generous from whom you can enjoy those expressions of trust, faith, love, safety, just all a sharing, joy, passion, kindness, connection, partnership. Those are all there for you to still enjoy. And that heartbreak can cause us to close off so that we don't feel that again. But we're now closing ourselves off to new people and new opportunities and new potential because of past heartbreaks. So we need to, um, I'm saying need and have to a lot, and you don't need or have to do anything. But if you're listening to this, my guess is that you're at least willing to explore this, right? And so exploring that person had enough things happen to them in their life that would cause them to turn out a certain way and act or behave or speak a certain way or believe a certain way. And finding compassion and peace over it and surrender that for whatever reason you were put in their path and they were put in yours for you to experience them in that situation was to grow you and expand you and develop you such that a lot of forgiveness is about, well, I learned how not to act I learned how not to talk or behave or treat people, right? So some people come into our lives for those reasons. Not every lesson, most lessons are not fluffy ones. They're hard. They hurt. They, they're worth remembering. But that doesn't mean that we can't find forgiveness because 
a lack of forgiveness, a grudge is going to keep us locked in place. We've been talking about that the whole series and, and we're clear on that part. And so the forgiveness piece of the of heartbreak is to acknowledge the pain, acknowledge that other person's pain or suffering, right? Why hurt people would hurt people. And you get to put a stop to it by healing because healed people heal people. And my goodness, if you could forgive somebody who caused you pain and heartbreak, you would be healing the planet. You would be healing the collective on a grand scale. Because think about if we all forever kept score and grudges on each other, how that would be going. I mean, we're, we're witnessing, we are witnessing how that's going and it's not super functional. And here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are committed to emotional intelligence, emotionally intelligent leadership. We need you out there healed and leading and subconscious reprogramming. So much of this is subconscious. The reason we have generational trauma is because we're not conscious to it. We're not paying enough attention to our behaviors and our impact. And if you are loving this content, you would love Alchemizing Judgment, A Guide Back to Love. That is my third book. It's available on abigailgazda.com. It is chock full of gold. It is a brilliant book. It is 100% channeled. In fact, I go back and read that book and I'm like, I wrote this shit? Oh my God. Spirit wrote it, but Spirit used my fingertips to, to channel it. And so Oh my goodness, you guys, I love you so much. I really hope that this was insightful for you. Again, it might challenge you to really look at how someone turned out. Now, I really want to solidify this is not to excuse someone's behavior. We still, holding people accountable is important. And that's the best you can do. Obviously, if there's something to report, report it. But otherwise, holding people accountable looks like appropriate boundaries. You can still forgive somebody and then not let them back into your life or not let them speak to you a certain way. And this is really foundational because oftentimes this work is meant to be done with family. And so the reason I say that is because I go home sometimes and people act a certain way, whether that be family or friends or people on the street. I see a lot of people in town. I'm from a small town. And so they approach me in a way that they used to. And I have to be the one to address that and say, yeah, thank you. I don't appreciate the way you're behaving right now, or I do not let people talk to me like that anymore. And so if, you know, if you could please not say that or not joke like that, or I don't gossip with other people, or I don't let people talk about my friends or, you know, whatever it might be, or at at work is a great example. You might want to put an end to the gossiping at work and you say, Hey, I am committing to not gossiping or not talking anymore or or trash talking. And so if you cannot do that with me, right? You're gonna you might upset people. And it's a self-love journey to really set those powerful boundaries. And I have a lot of episodes. There's one called Setting and Maintaining Boundaries. That's a really powerful episode for exactly what I'm talking about. So, you know, be sure to keep heading into the Hearts Unleashed podcast. There is 280 some odd episodes over five seasons. Y'all, we have hit 50,000 downloads. This this podcast is moving and grooving, and it's because of you listening and sharing, subscribing, and liking. So thank you for being here. Thank you for unleashing your heart. It's fun for me to unleash my heart with you as well. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. 
For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.